Your rival, uh, Ambassador Haley, says that you and President Trump aren't being fully honest in this issue. She, she says, without any reforms being made to Social Security, the program ultimately will not have enough money to pay young people like that one right there their full benefits. And, and isn't she right? I mean, doesn't Social Security need some reform? So uh, what she has said, Nikki Haley, she has claimed that the retirement age is way, way, way too low. That's what she said. So, you know, you got a lot of people that have worked hard their whole life. Life expectancy is declining in this country. It's tragic, but it's true. So to look at those demographic trends and say that, you know, you would jack it up so that people are not going to be able to have benefits, I mean, I don't know why she's saying that. you got to look at the trends. But, yes, overall, in the long term, how do you strengthen the program? you got to have bipartisan agreement. President Reagan, in the early 80s, he did a commission with Alan Greenspan. He had Republicans and Democrats. They worked through the issues. They agreed, and then they moved forward. I think that's the only way you can do it. You can't do this stuff on a party-line vote. Uh, you're just not going to be able to get it done. So I'm willing to work with both sides, and we got to come up with a solution for the long term. But in the short term, just know, seniors, this is a priority for me to make sure uh, that you have your benefits. My grandmother lived till 91. Social Security was her sole source of income. So I understand what a lot of people are going through. So your service uh, has come up a couple times tonight. Um, you're the only veteran running in the Republican primary. You served, for those who don't know, as a Navy JAG officer in, in Iraq. How did your service shape your foreign policy views, in particular, how you might approach sending men and women into harm's way? Well, I think it's a great question. So uh, having been there and, and seen what a lot of our Marines were going through, our special operators, our soldiers, um, as Commander-in-Chief, I hope to never have to put our service members in harm's way. But look, I believe in peace through strength. I think if you build up American strength, we will deter conflict in this country. But you never know what's going to happen. But my pledge to all the active duty, all the veterans, all the family members of active duty is this. I will never put people in harm's way willy-nilly. If we're going to do it, there needs to be a clear objective that we're trying to fulfill. We need to send people. When you send people, they need to have everything they need to be able to accomplish that objective. That objective has got to be something that's in the vital national security interests of our country. And then when they achieve the objective, we got to bring them home. We can't have these situations where people are toiling for years and years in these foreign countries with no concrete example of victory. So I hope to never do it, but if we ever need to, we are going to win. And I think the lesson of the post 9-11 era was we got into conflicts and we weren't achieving any clear-cut victories. You got to know what are the limits of what the military can do when I was in Iraq, part of what we were trying to do was create a democracy in the Middle East. Well, you know, nation building doesn't work. Social engineering in foreign countries doesn't work. Uh, when you have to go to defend this country, you go, you do the job, and you bring our people back home. Over the weekend, um, Donald Trump compared the bravery of those who have served in the military with his decision to debate Hillary Clinton in 2016 after the Access Hollywood tape came out, and, and you, you, you tweeted about it. You seemed, you seemed offended by it. So, uh, you know, Donald Trump, uh, so he's, uh, when he gets off the teleprompter now, you don't know what he's going to say. He's a different Donald Trump than 15 and 16. You know, back then he was colorful, but it was really America first about the policies. Now, a lot of it's about him. And when he's doing this and says that 
debating Hillary Clinton after Access Hollywood was like an example of bravery that some general told him was, was more significant than soldiers who fight and die in war, that is offensive and that is wrong. Debating is the bare minimum that a political candidate should do. And I would note, Donald Trump has refused to debate throughout this campaign. He doesn't think he owes it to Iowans. He doesn't think he owes it to Granite Staters to show up and debate and answer questions. He doesn't think he should come and have to answer questions from voters. A lot of times he'll come and give a speech and leave. He's not gonna visit all 99 counties. Nobody is entitled to this nomination. You've gotta earn this nomination. And part of the way you do it is you show up, uh, you answer people's questions, uh, you shake their hands, and you show them that you care about the future of their communities. I care about the future of these communities. I care about the future of this country. I'm not running for me. This is not about my issues. It's about your issues, your family's issues, and the future of this country.